We'd like to thank the John and Thurza Davenport Foundation for supporting the Creative Exchange. Hi, I'm Emma from the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. A few things have changed since last season, mainly a global pandemic. So we felt it was important to document the impact this event has had on artists from Cape Cod and beyond. Each of these conversations were recorded from a distance over Zoom. As such, you may hear a few imperfections in the audio. We hope these conversations comfort, inspire, and remind you that we're in this together. Thanks for listening. Or I may scream out in pain. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But the show must go on. Take my hand I feel a heart is breaking Around the corner Around the world In this promised land We share another struggle To heal, to live To give peace a chance we can shine a light through each other's darkest hour. It's dawning on a brand new day. Everybody, hey, hey, Zimbabwe, we'll rise above. There's a difference we can make. All it really takes is an act of love. Cry in the night That seems to last forever Echo of our soul Search for truth Can we fight their fight Against our own injustice Let the river carry us home We can shine a light through each other's darkest hour. It's dawning on a brand new day. Hey, hey, Zimbabwe, we'll rise above. There's a difference we can make. All it really takes. So welcome to the Creative Exchange Podcast. I'm Amy Davies, the Executive Director of Provincetown Community Television. And I'm Julie Wake, the Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. And today we are speaking with musician, singer, songwriter, Sarah Burrell. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. So Sarah was born and raised on Cape Cod and is a cornerstone of the local creative community, heading up her immensely popular and charismatic musical group, the Sarah Burrell Band. 
performing on stages across the Cape and beyond with a firm belief that an artistic community is intrinsic to the Cape's identity, she's maintained a welcome creative presence amidst the challenges of the pandemic. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Sarah, as I mentioned before we started recording, I'm so excited to have you. And to me, you just are the voice of arts and culture here on Cape Cod for so many years. Uh, really excited to connect with you. And I'm curious to hear about what your schedule was like prior to COVID hitting and what what were you doing as a working artist here? Well, it was very full and uh, we were, the whole band was really excited to go into the summer because we were really getting to other parts of the Cape that we hadn't been. Uh, I had left a job um, a year ago, April, that had basically had me in a different part of the world or the country on a weekly basis. So I was just traveling all the time and I only had summers off. So I could only play. We, we really had a gig, a couple of gigs spotted, but we, we did have an every week gig up at uh, way downtown in Promise Town. So, you know, we, we were there, we were there every week and we, we built up a following, but we didn't venture up much up into the rest of the Cape. So it was really nice to really start to build the Harvest Gallery wine bar we'd, we'd been at. I played a, almost since they'd been open. I played quite a bit. But we got into O'Shea's, which was so much fun. What a blast playing there. And a couple of places further up Cape. And we really had a full, full schedule. And uh, I was doing some solo work. It was March 13th, and I had canceled... Uh, a solo gig at Truro Vineyard. And I thought, you know, maybe a week, two weeks, we'll, two, we'll cancel, you know, and then we'll get back to normal. <laughs> well, you know, after that, I just saw everything just drop. Every, every musician on the Cape just watched the gigs dissolve into nothing, spring, summer. And, and people held on as much as they could. And I, I did have the East Ham Windmill concerts on Monday nights were going for a while, but right before I was supposed to play with my band, the number in Massachusetts for gatherings went down from 100, from 100 down to 50. And so I was the first show that got canceled. I think one of the first online things I did for, was with you guys, you know, not aside from what I was just plugging in at home and going Facebook Live. I think that was, uh, that was the first thing I did, I think, through uh, organization, yeah. You were part of the Home is Where the Art is fundraiser that we did. Your event was awesome. It was had already kind of perfected your your process there. And you know, we've I think everybody has had a learning curve with this. When I first was doing my lives, my uh, Facebook live stuff, I was going through a acoustic solo amp, a Fishman right into my iPad's mic, which blew out that mic. Then I had to start doing concerts on my iPhone. And, and I was like, I have to buy a board. Or, and I was talking to people that are a little ahead of the curve than I was. And so I did eventually get a board. But even that presented challenges. I think it's so amazing how quickly musicians adapted to you know, Facebook Live and other ways to reach out to audiences and to try and figure out a way to like 
bring some some income in and provide entertainment. It's really been incredible to think, you know, it was just kind of like, boom, okay, next step, we're adapting. So, I mean, you talked a little bit about kind of figuring it out, but what what is it like to perform with no feedback? Because I, I'm not a performer, but I always think part of the appeal is getting the applause and the com- communal aspect of it. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, another aspect of adapt adaptation was audience. I mean, people were right on it. And, and I think that they were drawn to it just for, you know, really, especially in March when it hit, nobody really knew what was going on. And we're like, stay home. I'm like, okay. And I think it was, it was uh, sort of a, an oasis for people in all of the stress because it, it is stressful. And it was for me. And so even though I couldn't see people when I went on Facebook Live, they would you know, comment in the chats and I could see who was on listening. And so I knew they were out there, but it was kind of, it was odd to not get the, the regular feedback because it's something that really, especially if it's in, in well, it, it, solo too, in a different way, but with a band, got a with a dance floor full of people and, you know, you just, you, you kind of get to read what's going on and you know you want to bring the energy up and bring the energy up and so a lot of the times when that's going on I'll if I have a set list at all and my band hates that I I usually don't but I love like reading that and then calling out a song that I know is going to kick it even into more you know just another notch or two up and being able to read that you know I mean I I only done a couple of live things with my band so I really I miss that aspect of it absolutely and I, you know, even, even the live shows, it's, it's not even, the, it's not the same for the audience either. They're not packed onto a dance floor. They're, you know, six feet away from each other. And I think, uh, I think there, some of the places that were outside, they had little boxes that people who were in people's pod could like dance in the little boxes. And, but there's definitely no mosh pit. It's interesting. I, I watched a lot of your content on on Facebook and uh, I really enjoyed you really putting yourself out there and kind of what you were talking about when we we started the conversation where you're working through, like I remember when you got a new soundboard, (laughs) you know, you were really working things through publicly. And I'm wondering, we've spoken to a couple of artists already who have talked about you know, they've spent their whole life being in outward mode, right? Like looking for the feedback to process that within themselves, right? Your artwork. Are you also thinking about like you're more inward now? Well, it's interesting because I, I've actually gone off into sort of other art forms. Um, like cooking? Yes. Poetry? <laughs> well, <laughs> That was, I did 17 things in a row and then I sort of took a break and then summer happened and people really weren't doing it. But yeah, I, I, I think taught people how to moonwalk. I did some magic tricks. I mean, whatever I was, and I just wanted to, some of it was like five minutes long, but I just wanted to connect more than anything else. I just wanted to connect with everybody so we could all just sort of go for a minute. You okay? I'm okay. All right. It's, it's going to be okay. Yeah, we're, it's going to be okay. We'll just take a few deep breaths, have a few laughs, watch me try and cook. <laughs> that, that segment was cooking for people who don't know how to cook. 
And then I liked finger painting with the masters. That was fun. Because then I auctioned off the painting and a friend of mine bought it for $50. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> but the trivia, trivia, what I did, Beatle trivia, which was fun too. But it, it was just for me, I just, I wanted to connect with people but I also wanted people to connect with each other because a lot of that was happening on the feed. People were saying hi to each other. And, and so, and it's just a way of feeling to, connected when you couldn't really be connected in person. So I needed to do that. But yeah, I've sort of had a lot, I mean, everybody's had a lot of time, time alone. I also wanted to ask you about, you've been, you've participated, or actually rather you have, used your art to get through some challenging times. I know that you're a cancer survivor and you were part of Julia Cumes' beautiful portraits of women who were dealing with um, breast cancer. And um, tell, tell us a little bit about being part of that beautiful exhibit um, trusting, you know, that Julia would tell, you know, tell the story and um, just being an artist yourself on how using art to kind of get through these challenges, getting through challenges. Sure. Uh, working with Julia was a dream. She's lovely. For me, it's important to do anything like that for anyone who's going through it, and any kind of challenge, really, but specifically women going through breast cancer, because I think it's powerful and any experience I had like that when I was going through, when I was going through treatment was powerful. And, and certainly they're the, the big things that can help you, you know, navigate it. But a lot of the times I would call it like pocket hope or pocket inspiration or whatever it was, something that I could just hold on to in the hard times when it got, when it got, when it got really heavy and, and difficult. And you know, I just wanted to, I don't know, stop. I, I did too. But but those things that I could turn to that would help me and remind me that this is doable and remind me to reach out to my community or people that I, you know, that I care about and care about me in those times. And I think probably the biggest thing I learned in all of that is asking for help. And because people were ready to do so many things and they, and, and a lot of, a lot of that, you know, I, I made it a point to be in my community. I called it going out for hugs, but I, you know, and I, I didn't look good sometimes. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially after my second round of high dose chemotherapy, they were like, wow, I think this might be the last time I see her. Um, and it was just the, the chemo that, you know, kicked the crap out of me. But for a woman to see those pictures going through it, I think it's important because that's that memory, right? There's that, okay, I, I went to see all of those, those portraits and, and, and stories about women that have been through this, that are you know, still here, or that got through it. And, and that, things like that helped me get out of some of those dark nights of the soul, which I think are important, but it's, you got to keep moving through them. And so those ideas of what helps me, you know, what helped me get through them and what can I do to help someone else get through them. They're my, on my If By Chance CD, One More Trip Around the Sun and Welcome Home are, are songs about that. So I've got, I always carry them in my car. So if I run into somebody just out and about that looks like they're going through 
that, I'll, I'll give them a CD and just tell them a little about my story. And then the, the song that I wrote, Rise Above, for uh, uh, the Cape Cod Women's Music Festival that supports uh, the Cape Cod Wellness Collaborative, is on my Reverb Nation page free to download. And that's another, you know, someone can have it on their phone that's going through this. And if they, you know, they're having a hard time, they just plug in the earphones and play it and just stop, you know, for a little bit. So I think it's important to have those kinds of things. At least it was for me. What advice would you give to other artists right now who are kind of in a dark, you know, feeling like, how do you keep, how do you keep going? Because I see you, like, you just keep going. (laughs) Well, yeah, I, 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 I have my moments, you know, I, I have my moments and um, especially in the beginning, I actually see light at the end of the tunnel now. I didn't see it last March and on a particularly bad day, I mean, I just didn't want to do anything and I didn't. I actually stayed in bed and watched all of the Good Witch movies on the Hallmark Channel and there were eight of them. Got me through the day. And that, but that's, you know, even that, because they made me feel good, right? So whatever, even if I have to stay stationary and like get out of bed to get more tea or eat a little something and then go back, if you have, you know, then that's okay. Now, if I had done that for two days in a row, I probably would have been like on my case, but I didn't have to because that was enough to feel better. But I think the most important thing for me also, either do that or reach out to someone, you know, I think the interesting thing about this pandemic is that everybody in the world is going through this. We all know what each other's going through. And so I think it, I think it lends itself to compassion and, and, you know, either giving it or receiving it. Um, and so I do think it's important to, to reach out and sometimes just going out and, and getting a cup of coffee somewhere. Oh, I, I try to check in with the, the places I used to go and do that and, you know, make sure that I support local businesses, not just to support them, but to go in and look at, you know, just either go by the window or, you know, and say hi there's, there's so many businesses that, and, and friends of mine that run these businesses that it's just nice to touch base. I mean, we can still do that, right? We can still see each other. We have to be careful and we have to wear a mask, but we can still be in each other's presence, which sometimes is important. Uh, you know, because I think what is the oxytocin is, is, is a neurochemical that makes us feel really good, but it only gets released when we interact with each other in person. So I guess I'll call it going out for oxytocin this time around. <laughs> it's like, get some oxytocin. But, it, you know, and, and laughter. You got, I, you know, you can't forget to laugh. Which is one of the reasons why I get online and do stuff I really don't know how to do. <laughs> Somebody can laugh at me and makes them feel better. I'm all for that. <laughs> it's like. Cause I don't know how to finger paint. <laughs> finger painting with the masters. It's so tongue in cheek, right? 
So it's like, okay, let's just laugh because that's so important. It really is. And even when you just bump into people, you know, when you see people that, that you know, it really is important just for a minute to be safe and have that interaction. Yeah. Someday we'll get back there. And the people who know the most about this are, are working really hard. I have to, I have to trust that. We, we just I try to stay in the day best I can. And I, I, you know, Cape Cod really is an extraordinary place for the arts. It's a very special place because it really, it feels to me like it's just woven into everything. There's, there's not much you can do without having that, that part of the Cape present. And that's, you know, that's just, that's what makes Cape Cod really a wonderful place, I think. Well, thank you, Sarah, for, uh, for adding to that wonder especially now. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to our special guest, Sarah Burrell. For this episode of the Creative Exchange Podcast, I'm Amy Davies, Executive Director of Provincetown Community Television. And I'm Julie Wake, the Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. And we hope that you all stay well. Yes, stay well. Have fun, laugh. The Creative Exchange Podcast is a collaboration between the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod and Provincetown Community Television. Words and music of this season's theme song are by Sarah Burrell, copyright 2009. To donate to the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod's Arts Relief Fund, a project supporting Cape Cod artists and arts organizations impacted by the pandemic, visit artsfoundation.org. Don't you worry.